Welcome everyone to Teacher Tech Trials. My name is Corey Ingstrom, here where I interview educators from around the world, finding out how they creatively use technology to help students learn. I had the opportunity to connect with Eric Hawkinson, who is doing some interesting work with augmented reality in education. Eric works at a university in Japan doing some research on AR and developing applications that enhance curriculum for students. I love the creative ideas that Eric had to share, and he also was able to talk a little bit about the future of AR in the educational community. Personally, I just began an online community called teachinvr.com, where educators can connect about virtual and augmented reality, which made my connection with Eric even more fun. I had a, a really good time talking with him, really innovative guy, doing some great things to enhance education. So uh, I, I really do look forward to finding out how AR continues to grow and enhance the learning process. Uh, don't forget to like, like and subscribe to Teacher Tech Trials. And as always, continue to share, learn, and grow in educational technology. Enjoy. Thanks, Eric. Thank you for being here. And uh, I'm really excited that we're able to connect. Um, can we start out a little bit with you telling a little bit about who you are and what you do? Eric Charles Hawkinson. Um, I'm an American. I was born in Wisconsin, but I grew up in Arizona and uh, did undergrad all through undergrad in Arizona. And I was in IT for a while. I worked at Microsoft as a tech support guy. And um, my second time through college, that's a long story, I won't get into that though, but I <laughs> started studying Japanese and I really liked it. So I studied abroad in Japan and I really liked that. So I, I, after graduating, um, I came back to Japan and started teaching English at junior high schools. Hmm. Having kind of a IT background, and then I started teaching. Those kind of kind of melded together, and I went back to school and I got my master's in educational technology. Hmm. And I'm currently about a little more than halfway through my doctorate in the same field. Exciting. Most, and during that time, I I stopped. Uh, while studying, I went from teaching junior high to high school to working at a private university, and now I work at a public university. Hmm. So I've been teaching all different age groups and been doing several different kind of like techie type projects. Like, I just like tinker. I'm a tinkerer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, making websites, making apps, making stuff. So and some, some of it sticks, some of it doesn't. And I have a couple of different projects that have kind of lasted and but some of them you know you make new ones and other ones fall yeah you have so much on your plate at the same time so right right well it's maybe four or five years i've been into ar so that's the main focus i'm in recently interesting interesting and and eric uh, over email you mentioned a little bit about you're working on a an ar project and tell us a little bit more about what that project looks like um, so that we can get an idea of that. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, is the name of it. So orientation and orientation, sorry. So you're familiar with AR, right? Right. You mentioned you do a little bit of VR. So it's just putting digital stuff in the real world. With the project, I, I published a te English textbook for Japanese learners of English about 10 years ago. And I went back and I redesigned it. For AR, 
So let's say there's a written dialogue on the page. You can point your smartphone or a tablet at it. It would recognize the page, and then you could hear the dialogue or see a video related to the dialogue that's written in the book. I kind of, my students at the university, and about some not so good things about it, but because it was kind of, the thing about AR a lot of times is it's a little uh, bit overkill. Hmm. Like, so you download an app to look at a book to see a video. So why not just, or have a YouTube link in, in the book, right? Because most students already know how to find a video on YouTube. So, <laughs> but it is, it's, it's novel. I mean, things pop out, they, are, they rotate and track in real life in 3D time. So it's a new way to experience the world. So hmm. motivationally, it was good. So then I moved on to making kind of like informal learning environments using AR. Okay. Uh, museums and libraries. Uh, one of the case studies we did at our media center, kind of like a learning commons area of a university. So you just kind of tour around and point your phone at different objects in the library and kind of you can tour the place on your own, kind of discovery and look around hmm. without having someone actually have to be a tour guide kind of thing. Interesting. And the, the last iteration of it is these cards. I don't know if we're doing video or not, but here I, I got some playing cards, hmm. like regular poker playing cards. And okay. I put them through a computer algorithm. So now this simple application, you can go in and teachers can say, I want card one or card two or the ace of spades or whatever to show when this is recognized to show this video or show this text or get sent to this website, any kind of digital content, or show this 3D model of any type. Hmm. So it's like flexible and teachers, be, now I'm trying to get it in the hands of as many teachers as possible to kind of study all the new things that that they do with it. Interesting. What, what was the name of the app that you use for that, uh, to access the AR with that? Um, well, the project name is Orientation, and I'm trying to stay, uh, like, I'm making my own app for it, so it's not publicly available yet, but I have um, a beta version that's available. And But there's four or five different platforms I've been using that everyone can use. You may be familiar with Blipper hmm. uh, or Wikitude. And what's the other one? Oh, Mateo is another one. Apple hmm. last year. Hmm. And that was kind of a sad story because that was the one that everyone was using the most. Huh. And Apple bought it, and it just disappeared. So, oh, that's too bad. Best, best case scenario, they're going to launch something in the next couple of years under the Apple umbrella for their new phones, or they're going to, they just squashed it because there might be some sort of uh, patent issue they want, they don't want problems with in the future or something like that. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. I'm trying to stay uh, platform agnostic. So okay, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you, you know, I... I <laughs> The one that I've had experience with is uh, Arasma, A-U-R-A-S-M-A, -A uh, and that's that's the. Yeah, no one knows how to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, I. I... Arasma, Arasma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that one, uh, that's the one that I, I had a little experience with, and it was it was interesting, uh, but similar to what you're talking about, kind of a a novel um, thing, but you could really. My thought was using it at a. Uh, open house at the end of the year for students to showcase their work so that they can show, um, you know, bring their, f oh, my daughter's here. Olive, say hi. Uh, say hi to Eric. Uh, 
Hi. Hi. Yeah. Okay. But mommy's I, not here. Oh, mommy's, yeah. Well, uh, mommy is here. You got to go. She's out in the living room. Go say hi. Oh, in the living room? Yeah, and you got to shut the door. Yeah, yeah, and go t and shut the door when you go. Okay, bye. <laughs> so that's my that's my uh, four year old. She's uh she's just having a great time. Um, anyway, okay, so pardon the interruption. Uh, but part of being a part of having a family, you know, part of family a family, making it a little bit more exciting on these these connections. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, yeah, and, and with uh, Erasmus, I was thinking, okay, for an open house or something like that, having parents grab their smartphones and walk around the room with the app, they could see a little bit more, maybe a, a video pop-up of the student talking about their work. Um, but uh, I know that the applications are really uh, exciting, and you could get real creative with the way that you use uh, AR. Yeah, that's why the textbook example wasn't that great, because it's just kind of connecting some some supplementary materials on the web that students already know how to use with a book that's kind of mobile and you can take it with you anywhere. It's mm. kind of, but really starts to get powerful when you start connecting to the real world and places that physically connect to it. Mm. So that's why it's more powerful, in the, for example, in a museum where you go and you see a beautiful piece of art, right. you point your phone at it, and you can hear commentary from the artist or see uh, visually similar paintings or get directions to the next piece of art for that artist in that location. So when you start connecting someone's physical presence to content, that's when it starts to get a little more useful, a little more powerful, I uh, think. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That's what we used in our... In our yeah. It, now, Eric, with, uh, with AR and with what you're doing, did you encounter any challenges? Were there any um, difficult parts that you had to really persevere through? Um, or? There's still a lot of technical hurdles involved. This, this is like still a very emerging technology. And um, the first iteration of it was probably about 10 years ago. And you had, we're using webcams on PCs, right? So, and now we have them in our mobile phones. And then maybe the next step after that, we can start fleeing <laughs> on our bodies and our faces. <laughs> we need to become more ubiquitous. But because it's morphing so often, um, even this project that I'm doing already, because I started using a couple of different platforms, and like I said, one got bought out and disappeared. Mm -hmm. So I've been, I've decided just to try and make my own, and that's been a big challenge in itself, because now I've turned into kind of like a, a designer, but a project manager and you know, managing budgets and things like that, too. Yeah. I actually won a, a grant from the Japanese government to help me out with that, too. So huh. Exciting. Exciting. And, and with, can you tell us a little bit about when, uh, like some of the educational applications that you see, I know you mentioned museums, but if teachers are looking at using something like this in the classroom, um, what applications of AR have uh, you seen? Well, there's a lot of good uses already out there. Um, anytime you want to visualize that can't be visualized, you know, easily, mm -hmm. you could uh, a solar system in the middle of the classroom and people can walk around it and see the distance between things. Mm. You put, like, for example, one of my cards, you can put them down on a table and then you can say, that's where I want the sun and then students can walk around and kind of get the physic they're kind of immersed physically into it and they get 
some spatial reasoning out of it. Right. Away. Um, I think looking at your blog, I saw that you did the breakout EDU stuff. Right. Yeah. I I took one of these and I made a version of it. So like, there's a one that um, James Sanders, this guy, put out that he, he demos. He always demos a version of this game called uh, Time Warp. So I took all that information and I took, instead of just showing paper and stuff, I tried to find um, digital content that was compelling, like videos and 3D content. Hmm. So the, the, all, all it is is in, the clues, all they are are cards. So you walk around your phone, you get cards and you get sent to websites and do a bunch of different stuff like that. And you actually have to physically move around. That's when it gets a little more powerful too. So that's another thing. It's just hmm. connecting all this outside to what you're doing inside the classroom make yeah. it it's, it's like a bridge I, I often tell people it's like a bridge from whatever you have in the classroom to wherever wherever you want to go wherever you want to talk to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i like that although right now it's novel but the after you create that bridge the student will go directly to those contents hmm. in the future so now it's, it was novel to use the tool to, to connect the, the textbook or whatever's in the classroom to these supplementary materials but you don't really need that bridge after the student or the, the learner knows where they are and how to find them on the web. Hmm. Incredible. Yeah. And uh, can you give me uh, a heads up on uh, apps that you can use outside of a smartphone? So can are there any, I know, for, for example, I'm thinking about, oh, I would love to use something like this in my classroom, but I don't have a class set of iPads. Um, is there, I, but we do have Chromebooks at our, at our site. Um, is, are there any netbook, uh, Chromebook type of apps out there that would access this content? Yeah, well, anything with a smart, with anything with a webcam, usually, well, technically you don't even need a webcam to do AR because the, for example, the big Pokemon Go now, right? So that's a, ver- that's the version of AR. Mm. Yeah, Pokemon Go. It's your GPS location. That's the only thing that it's augmented. It takes your location in the world and it tells you the Pokemon around you. Hmm. Hmm. But it starts getting more powerful when you start taking in data from the camera, things like that. But for your Chromebooks, there's already apps out there that you can use your Chromebooks for. But I, I uh, helped organize TEDx Kyoto. And for that, uh, I wanted to create something where you don't need to ask participants to download an app, right? It takes time, right? Mm-hmm. People, they want to engage with people that are there at the event. Right. Uh, so I just set up a PC with a webcam and put it on a big screen. Huh. People already had things with them. If there were things in your classroom, you can do this too. And then you just show those things to the webcam huh. and different things pop up. So for huh. example, you had a, I use this uh, for an extensive reading program at another university. So they're there are students in this extensive reading program to learn English. They're supposed to read one book every week or so. Hmm. And so I had them record a short video of their experience reading a book hmm. and anything that they want to connect personally to it. And now I've connected that content to the book cover. So students are walking around the extensive reading library thinking about a book to read. Hmm. And this computer's in the corner. They don't have to download an app or anything. They show it to it. Hmm. The, the cover turns into a video of the previous student that read the book, so they can oh, get cool. sort of things on how they read it too. So that's something you can do too. You can just put a PC somewhere in the classroom and then start connecting different things around you. 
Oh, uh, wow. to that. Oh. Students can just go up and show that, that PC. Oh, that's a great idea. Back. Yeah, I, uh, I'm definitely going to do that. <laughs> that sounds a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> Okay, well, uh, Eric, I, I, I don't want to take uh, too much time here, but um, any final thoughts that you have um, and any resources that you'd like to share with the teaching community? A ton of stuff, but uh, if you want to find out, I got like probably at least half a dozen projects going right now, but using AR and tourism and marketing and education and things like that. But you can find all the stuff at my homepage at erichawkinson.com. Hmm. And a few, I got the orientation project. I got something called Forever Kyoto, which is uh, trying to. I live in Japan. I don't know if I mentioned that, right? I mentioned that. Yes, I, I think so at the very beginning. I think, okay. yeah, I, I think so, we did. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just trying to share the good stuff that we have in Japan, especially in the rural areas, uh, in English format, so people can see what it's like, you know, in the countryside in Japan and what it's like living here. So. Very cool. And I'm um, having my students actually, my university students, help me with that project. So they're sh collecting and learning how to you know, post and write articles and make videos and things like that too. So that's another one. Hmm. There's a couple okay. other projects too that I'd be happy to talk more about. But Great. Great. Uh, my personal website is probably the place to start. Great. Well, Eric, thank you so much for your time. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to meet uh, with our time zone difference and everything. Um, I'm really glad that we were able to connect. And uh, Thanks for doing this, uh, for putting out information to other teachers. I'm sure this is a great resource to a lot of people. And, um, yeah. it's, it's great that people are sort of collecting information and making interesting things and helping spread the word about tech in the classroom. Yeah, well, thank you, Eric. Thank you for all that you're doing, and uh, best of luck as you keep moving forward. Thank you, Corey. Thank you. Thanks, Eric.